What's up, everyone? Welcome to episode 31 of the Main Stand Podcast. It's been two weeks, boys. Been a couple weeks, yeah, been a minute. We took a little breather, watched some international footy. I didn't. Pat. Full disclosure, I did not. Abstain you from one job. Football. You had one job to do. I don't, international friendly suck, man. I don't want to watch those. Nations League, baby. You got You got to be part of it. Be part of the qualifiers. Glorified friendlies, some all set. <laughs> the road to 2026 has started. Um, otherwise, I mean, how's the the past two weeks, boys? We haven't talked much. The group chat's been quiet. My uh, my week's been interesting. I'm I'm house sitting while the parents are taking a nice, lovely vacation in Cancun. So luckily, it's uh, it's gonna quiet that or get a little bit louder tomorrow. I gotta go down to Boston and pick them up, but. I've just been sitting at home relaxing, playing a lot of Civ 6 and FIFA, working on the foot birthday. Uh, I've packed LaFont like seven times now, and I want to scream. But... I got the lad from Sevilla, the defender. I'm not sure uh, who it was, center back. But, mm-hmm. yeah, FIFA's uh, FIFA's been a grind lately, man. It's, uh, everyone's everyone's really good, so it's tough towards the end of the year. Um, we, we watch any Ted Lasso boys uh, we're, before we get into the real heavy stuff. Let's, uh, let's just cover the topical things. What do you mean? Fuck the real Nate. heavy stuff? Yeah. Fuck Nate. Nate's a rat. Nate's this a rat. is heavy. Ted Lasso is extremely heavy. Ted, man. Ted Lasso is, is heavy. It's getting heavier too. I think I, uh, it, it's, it's looking like it's trending that way. Uh, but you know what? I, I hadn't watched it up until, season three just started i i like to wait let things marinate and go back and binge it and i tell you what they've done a great job with that show so far i'm i've, I've really enjoyed it i really like the especially if you watch the last episode episode three of this season the ability to now kind of introduce real footage of like old trafford and stuff i think has really just amped up what was already a great tv show um into something that's almost like entourage-esque like being able to put like real celebrities and real music and real brands like in something makes it 10 times better like do you did you guys see that they did catch a little flack for episode one for altering that banner in uh stanford bridge though yes i did hear about it bass said he was abstaining from watching it due to that uh i personally i think at the end of the day, when a show is trying to do good and do right by both the American fans and the international fans, I think you kind of have to overlook something like that. It's not as egregious as some things I've seen in sports movies or football movies before. So I take it with a grain of salt, but I'm not a Chelsea fan, so I can't like really relate to the personal attachment. Can we give background on that? Because I actually don't know what you guys are talking about. Uh, the Roy Kent, they or they don't make him like you anymore. They don't make him like Roy Kent anymore. Banner is a real banner in Stamford Bridge for a former Chelsea player whose name is escaping me that I believe passed away this year or last, and they altered the banner that is actually that is hanging in Stamford Bridge to say Roy Kent instead of the other guy. Interesting. I, I think when you look at football as a whole, like you're going to have overlap no matter where you are. 
like teams will have similar songs. They just roll out a different name, a different place that they're from. It happens more often than like this situation. I, like I said, I, I think it's a show. Episode three has put more on field football than the entire rest of the series combined. Like you see more game action, you see like the yeah. emergence of Zava and stuff like that. So I think I think it's gonna I think it's just a show at the end of the day. And I don't think they meant any ill will, but I can see where people would get frustrated. I love that mm. they just ripped off Zlatan for Zlava too. Like it literally is just a, a parallel one hundred percent. The tattoo on his back. Yeah, everything. just like the serene meditation the in the locker room. Yeah. Uh, it was great. And then they're making um Jamie Tart more like Jack Grealish every single day. The the hair he came in the locker room <laughs> with in, in the third episode. Like the kind of like the straggy I mean the icon clothes he wears, the D squared clothes. He they it's just so funny how much they modeled him after Jack Grealish and it, it I would love to see how Grealish, someone like Grealish reacts watching that show because you know he's completely like tuned into the culture oh yeah oh yeah 100 percent. yeah i jamie tart is was one of my favorite glow-ups from that show to to first season to now mm-hmm. so i i'm happy that he's like unironically one of the best parts of the show now instead of just like the guy to hate yeah for sure um we got we got the guy to hate and it's nate mm, nate's a rat I hope West Ham get relegated, like, in real life. It is, Nate. It also, no spoilers, but it could be Trent Krim, depending on how the next couple episodes go. Um, let's speak, we're talking about, you know, dynamic managers here with Ted Lasso. Let's let's move it on and talk about some more managers. Um, and the, the big manager move that I think everyone wants to talk about that we haven't touched on yet, Roy Hodgson to ch- uh, back to Palace, lads. <laughs> That's the big one. A town as old as time. That is a fucking joke, actually. I think that's such a step <laughs> in the wrong direction for Palace. I, I think that is a such a stupid, old-minded... It's a fucking awful decision, dude. It's so... It, it's, it's, they took, like, three steps forward with Vieira, and they just took ten back hiring Hodgson again. Like, it's a joke. I hope they get relegated. Holy relegated. Fuck him. I I gasped when I found out that he was going to be the manager at 75 years old. I need to I want to look back and see how many times he's This is only a second stint there, I guess, which is crazy cuz it seemed like he coached there for a long time. That's uh, I'm sure it's his third. I think it's his third stint at Palace. Okay. Yeah, it's crazy either way. I saw him pulling up to their their training facility and I was like, "What?" I mean, to go from Vieira, who was fairly progressive, you know, new manager, to Roy Hodgson is, uh, I mean, it's fucking prehistoric. Ancient dude's a fucking bag of dust. Will he keep them up though? I hope not. Yeah, I'm sure he will. I yeah, think, he will though. I I think w- with this with the league we have this year, I don't think that move is going to be detrimental to where palace are finishing uh i i they're just going to be a clear mid-table team they'll fall back a little bit but i I, it's such a it's such a just lateral move it doesn't get you it doesn't get you anywhere it's not gonna it's not gonna take away from 
from you staying up in the prem. It's he's a he's a fine manager, like he knows what he's doing, but it does it does seem a little. Uh, it's not even lateral. I don't it's know. Lazy. Backwards. Lazy. In turn, if you look at the club, it's not it's not going to he's not going to lose them the league. Like he's not going to drop them down to the championship. There's also teams a lot worse than Palace have a lot less talent to work with. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's just lazy. I think, mm. I think if you want to make a change, looks, look somewhere fresh, somewhere new. If Vieira okay. wasn't working out, but let's just take it back to old reliable Roy. I mean, I don't know, man. Roy Hodgson's last job, he came in to replace uh, Claudio Ranieri at Watford, and then he finished 19th with 23 points and got relegated. That's what I was thinking of, by the way. Second stint with Palace, third stint in the Premier League, like yes. in these last yeah. few years. He also is and, like Coach K, where he has to like make <laughs> he has to make like the whole thing about himself. At the end of last season, the whole like last few games was the Roy Hodgson like goodbye era, <laughs> and it's gonna be and funny now he's to back. Just watch him do it again with Palace. Can't but I really, I really want Roy to just be a touchline reporter. That would be that would be electric. I'm just over. I don't know. I don't know if he has the guile. I, I don't think he could do it, man. Uh, uh okay. So enough about Roy because that's <laughs> a, not actually the managers that people want to hear about, but it is funny. Uh, do you guys want to start in the league, or do we want to get out of the league? Yeah, let's go. Uh, let's go out of the league first. That's the kind of the domino that made everything fail. It seems like. Well. I'm just pissed about this one personally. So for those of you who don't know, uh, Nagelsmann got sacked by Bayern and <laughs> Tuchel is their manager now. And it's, they're going to fucking beat us in the champions league now. And I'm so angry about it. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty confident about that too. Now I'm and... so angry about it, man. He's fucking our kryptonite in the goddamn champions league. And he's just back. First things first. I mean, like, Nagelsmann getting sacked I thought was quite surprising I know we're not a Bundesliga podcast but he's lost I think three times this year they're I mean they are uh trailing Dortmund I mean ahead of what's going to be a huge game this weekend uh, Bayern Munich plays Dortmund which could really decide the you know who wins the cup at the end of the year but sacking him before that game and really not even giving him the chance to you know Mm. make an impact and i guess they saw him a little bit last season too you know falling out of the champions league to Villarreal and whatnot um but yeah halfway through the season three losses and he he gets canned which i thought was the kind of the most surprising thing out of all this tuchel going no, that I is... think made sense no yeah him being the replacement made sense but was equally surprising is the fact that he's undefeated in the champions league too he's second right. in the league by a point and undefeated in the champions league and he got sacked Makes you wonder what they know, like what the people at the club know and, and how he actually operates as a manager. Maybe his backroom mm. does more than he does. You, you never know with this this kind of stuff. I do think I've, after a season with only three losses, it's pretty harsh. He sounds like a real Ted Lasso. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Tuchel is, uh, you, you know how that game's going to go, Pat. And I know we're going to talk about Champions League and the, how the draw played out, but uh, you know that Tuchel's going to kill you. Uh, You know what? I'm going to ride with my guys. I'm going to ride with my I don't care. I don't care if it makes sense or not. We'll get there. We'll get there. But I'm going to ride with my guys. <laughs> the other um, the other big manager move here, Tottenham and Antonio Conte decide to part ways. That seemed rather inevitable since I think the last time we chatted, boys, when he kind of went up yeah. one side of Tottenham and down the other. 
Yep. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense uh, just given the season as a whole. Uh, I guess my question, and I kind of have a, an opinion about this as I have about everything, but are we are we putting this Conte thing, are we putting this on him or on the players? Um, I would I would probably say a little bit of both. It's you're you're not getting the same like decisive like cutthroat Tottenham. You're not getting the the team that's going to show up in in stoppage time. You're not getting the team that's um really really dangerous on the counterattack. Um I I think it I think it's a little bit of both. I really do. And you know, they they have brought in a lot of good talent. They have mm-hmm. um, switched up the midfield and shored that up. Kulisevsky is getting his first full year, and it hasn't been nearly as hot as last season. So I, I, I think it does go both ways. But at the end of the day, when you're a club with the uh, trophy club that Tottenham has, I think you need to to really find your fit. And I, I just don't think he has been that. I, you know, I, I think it's kind of, I, I'm, I'm going to agree with you. I think it's kind of like yeah. the perfect storm in, in terms of like shit. It's just from the back room to the ownership, to the management, to the players, the club just doesn't really feel particularly well run or, and, and the players don't feel particularly well drilled I mean, you've brought in serial winners in Conte and Mourinho in the past three, four years, and you haven't managed to win a single trophy. Something is wrong, just like with that club as a whole. Um, I mean, Sun even said it, you know, today, they have recording for South Korea, that he feels a little bad and he feels like it's kind of the player's fault because he himself hasn't really played particularly well. And that's, there's definitely something to be said about the fact that Sun's been pretty bad, Richarlison's been pretty bad. It's been a, a one-man, sh- a, you know, a one-man show for Harry Kane up top for for Tottenham for a majority of this season. Um, but o- overall, I, I just think the club as a whole are a disaster, and they have a lot of stuff to fix. And it's not going to be solved by one manager or one signing. It's just like a club philosophy thing that like really needs to change. Sure. I kind of agree with that too. Um, I think it might be the end of the road for this current crop of players as well. I think you only see, you know, a handful of years, especially with your star players. Um, and Tottenham haven't, they've definitely rotated in other areas, but in terms of their big players, they, they've stayed pretty stagnant for the past few years. So, um, yeah. I mean, Kane was on the chopping block. I feel like reluctantly stayed. Um, I feel like Youngman's son needs to go elsewhere and find just that little extra push because it the you can see it on the on the field too. It, he, he's gassed. He doesn't have anything to to look look at unless it's Harry Kane. So I, I don't know. I I think it's just stagnated long enough, and it yeah. it is time for a complete re, revamp. In my I opinion. think Kane's out the door this summer. Yeah. I think Kane's gone. I, th- I think he's going to United. If if United don't land uh, Goncalo Ramos or someone someone a little younger, I think I think Kane to United is a pretty good value for money. If uh, you're a betting man, yeah, you would think so. 
I think the only other place Kane would even think of would be Real Madrid, and they are definitely short up at the striker position. So mm. had um, he had his chance to to force his did. move to a good club. I mean, with 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 Ossiman on the block, he could go over to Serie A. I could see it. I think I think <laughs> Harry Kane. I, th- I think I think Harry Kane. <laughs> Harry like, Kane playing at Italy is not. It'd be that. hilarious. It'd be hilarious, I, but the it, the Italian game fits him so well, and he could go over there and ball. I think you're probably right. But the, the Harry Kane trying it's to speak Italian is so goddamn funny, especially with his wrists. His his wrists are like permanently locked, so you'd have to talk with his hands like this. That's so. Uh, that's so, that's so funny. Uh, speaking of clubs that have an interim manager, uh, not a club, but a country, U.S. Men's National Team. Uh, we talked a little bit about the international break. We want to touch on the boys in the USA. We haven't talked about them since the World Cup hardly. Mitch is repping the you know the warm-up kit there. Um, Anthony Hudson took over this uh, window and did a really good job with the boys, I think. 7-0 win over Granada, 1-0 win over El Salvador. Do you get a, a look at the boys, guys, or did you stay f- I, pretty far away from it? Absolutely uh, took a look, and I was thoroughly impressed with what I saw. I'll have to say Um, it seemed like our, our set pieces, especially I was so, so, so happy with Um, there were, it was, it was like there was eight guys hungry to, to get in, in at net. Um, Every time the ball got swung in off a corner Um, there was a lot more creativity. The passing seemed a lot more crisp. Uh, I was, I was really impressed in, in both fixtures. Yeah. I, I really I didn't watch the game. <laughs> no, <laughs> I didn't watch. Uh, I, I like the consistency as well, Mitch. I, I think uh, the big thing for the U.S. men's national team is, is really like, I think we know that they can impress on offense kind of on their day. We know they can defend well, but it's about the, the midfield possessions and stuff, not losing the ball in the, in the middle of the game. And those can cause those silly kind of counterattack goals, especially against these CONCACAF sides that have pace and the ability to score kind of on a whim. So to go out and hold two clean sheets in CONCACAF, one game being away on a, a pretty sloppy pitch, to not only outplay Granada like that, but to see out a 1-0 win against El Salvador um, were both really, really impressive. And I could go on a, and list the players that impressed me. I thought Weston played really well over the two games. Pepe's back in the goals. Um, Christian obviously played his head off in the first game too. Zendejas, huge shout out to him too. He, yeah. he shored up that right side when Dest was a little bit lackluster. He was definitely kind of the the black sheep of the the defensive uh, line, in my opinion. Um, but I I thought Tim Ream stepped up. Matt Turner looked great. Uh, all in all, really good start to the 2026 campaign. Yeah, and it's it's not the most. Um... There, there's other important news that co- came out of this window, and I, we didn't talk about this before the podcast, so I'm kind of throwing this to you guys late here. But Flo Balogun, um, the news really heating up about the U.S.'s recruitment um, for him. Uh, comments from both sides, Hudson and Gareth Southgate as well, saying we're not going to chase a player. You know, we have to give caps to these people like uh, Ivan Tony and Ollie Watkins who have earned it, scored Premier League goals, which are heavier or way heavier than Ligun goals. Um, and Flo Balogun gets flown out to the United States, toured around all these sports games, um, 17 goals in Ligun this year. I think Mbappe is the only one who scored more than him. 
Uh, he's in like the top 90th percentile in Europe for non-pen goals, XG, uh, progressive passes. I could go on and on. But I, I want to get your guys' take on Flo Balligan. If you think he's actually going to end up on the U.S. men's national team and what that actually means for us going forward and in 2026. It's well, one, I want to say it's insane that that doesn't get you an England call up in this day and age. He is, he's better than Ollie Watkins. Like a, a hundred percent this season, this season, we're going on this season and like you have, has done enough to earn a cap for a big nation. Yep. It's crazy that he is not getting an England call up and Ollie Watkins is in the conversation I mean, Pat, for guys what, that should get one. They had 25 of 26 players from the Premier League on this year's World Cup roster. The only exception was Jude. I know. Was, and and I'm just but I'm just saying it's it's wild that you can put those numbers up and like the US is like your best option. I guess is what I'm saying. Yeah, I'm really yeah. happy about it. I'm ecstatic yeah, that a player no, like him is looking like Libby in the red, white, and blue. And I think that does immeasurably good things for our front line. I like Pepe a lot. I'm a big Pepe guy. I like P-Fock. I'm a big P. Actually, Pepe's kind of a... Uh, I like P-Fock. <laughs> I like P-Fock. But 17 goals in league gun. if the only guy in your league that's outscoring you is Killian fucking Mbappe, and you're about to play for the United States men's national team, there's only good things in, in my head about that, you know? That's my two cents. I, I'm thrilled that a player of that quality looks likely to be in the red, white, and blue in, in 2026. Yeah, I'm inclined to agree. I mean, I would if 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 that's what the U.S. is coming to, where we're actually in the running for a player like that, up with England, and if they're gonna pass on on him, that just makes him hungrier. That just makes him want to go out and prove people wrong. Absolutely, I'm going to want somebody who's got a nose for the goals running running at defenders. I just don't want it to throw the U.S. into an absolute tizzy. We don't need a we don't need a Zava coming in and, and throwing off our best best goal getters. You know what I'm saying? Oh, he would be our best goal getter, and he would <laughs> score loads of them. He's like the last piece to this puzzle that we fucking desperately need. Yeah. I think we've seen too that our international recruitment strategy has almost always paid off. You know, guys like Jermaine Jones were products of Jurgen Klinsmann going out Eunice and bringing Musa. in these. Yeah, Musa, guys like that were products of managers going out and picking up these guys that were deemed as not good enough for some of these bigger European teams. And, you know, maybe that is true. That that probably is the case. I don't think Eunice Musa is better than any midfielder in. England's midfield, except Jordan Henderson, he's shit. Um, but you know, <laughs> sorry, had to, had to sneak that one in. Okay. But no, but I think uh, I think it is it's it's a good thing that uh, that we're going out, we're getting these foreign guys, and, and just being like, just you know, America, freedom, Fuck get in yeah. here. The Musa pull, I, I like here. I think both of them played at Arsenal, or obviously Flo still does um, on loan from there. So I like the pull there. I think we treated him, you know, like a priority. Where at England, he's an option. Um, mm. and the thing with uh, big countries is you're always going to be an option. Very rare, unless you're Harry Kane, you become like an automatic selection. Um, in the U.S., he would be an automatic selection, which I think, to a young player like that, probably has quite a bit of value. Oh, a ton. 
Can't wait to see Flo Balligan net a net a brace at Fenway Park or Gillette Stadium in four years. That'll be sick. Yeah, he's. I, I have a feeling he could be like the guy. Like how we we've never really had. I think Christian is gonna be like a legend, but we've never had the guy where he's one of the best players in the world. Uh, Flo Balligan's real young and he scores a lot of goals. Uh, I think he could be like one of our more prolific players ever should he decide to to come. Mm. We got to see the career trajectory though, so I'm not. Oh, I'm completely I'm overhyping him, but I'm gonna overhype hey. it until until we you win know what, the World Cup. You know what happened with Freddie Adu? <laughs> yeah, we got we got to be real careful. Hey, Freddie we, is we a, Freddie's a... a legend. Freddie's a legend. Uh, let's, no, let's talk Freddie... about European football, Pat. The the competition you're still in. Why don't you uh, rattle off the the draw here? Give your reaction. Uh, so, the, there's a lot going on here. We got one side of the bracket that is loaded with. This is the Champions League, by the way, everybody. Just. That was the not the roughest transition. Here, here, I'll the, get you with I'll get you with the transition. The champions. Thank you. you. Okay, so so on one side of the bracket, we've got a matchup between heavyweights, like a finals matchup worthy game in City and Bayern. Then we've got Chelsea and Real Madrid, and then on the other side of the bracket, we have got Napoli going up against AC Milan, and then we've got Benfica. And Inter Milan, right? I was right. Yes, that is. Yes, right. cool, sweet. Um, and so there's a couple of takeaways before we talk about like the crazy parts, the like real intricate parts of these matchups. It's that Napoli or Benfica are probably going to be in a Champions League final. One of those two teams, really good chance there is a team that is like not a regular to be in a European final, in a European final this year. Um, two, the City, Bayern, Madrid, Liber- or City, Bayern, Madrid, Chelsea side of the bracket is loaded. That's going to be two game, two ties, like back-to-back that are going to be crazy. Um we can which which tie do you guys want to start with? We can we can go in depth with a couple of them and you get, we can give our thoughts. Uh, we, we can start with City Bayern if you want to just get that out of the way. Yeah, yeah, let's get that out of the way. All right, so here's what I'm gonna say. Here's what I'm gonna say. We're listening. Yes, Bayern have the new manager bounce. I'm not willing to just give them this tie until I see them play against Dortmund this weekend. So as of right now. City feel like they're hitting their stride at the perfect time for a Champions League run. Um, The team as a whole, very, very good. Holland, 42 goals in all competitions. De Bruyne hitting form. Ruben Diaz finally back in the team. Nathan Ake having a, a, a career best season, arguably one of the best defenders in the Premier League this year. Jack Grealish looking really good. Rodri having, you know, another quiet best DM in the world type of season. Yes, Bayern are are, are very, very good. They've got Sané, Mane, Muller, Nabry, Chupo Moting, and Musiala all on and plus GA. They probably have some of the best attacking depth in Europe. Um, and then, you know, they also added uh, Jao Cancelo, uh, LOL, 
Uh, and they have the fewest league goal, the fewest goals conceded in the Bundesliga and a plus 45 goal differential. So they literally look like City in terms of their numbers. If you just look at City's goal differential, goals scored, goals conceded, and then you look at Bayern, they're like the same exact type of teams. They're juggernauts in their own leagues, respectively. Um, but I think City have that it factor this year in Erling Holland, And I think a healthy Holland is the decider in a tie like this. Uh, and I'm going to gonna put it on the line. I'm going to put it on wax. City are going to be in the semifinals. I, I think they'll go through. I think they have what it takes this year. Was Cancelo a loan move, Pat? He was a loan with an option to buy, and I hope he stays. I would so like that, that $65 he million. He can play. Oh, okay. He can play. Is that going to be car- bad, bad karma for you guys? Bad juju? No, it's a big game. He's going to play like shit. <laughs> and that's I why that. I think City are walking. Um, I I just think Bayern have way more off- offensive pressure than City know what to do with. They haven't had to go up against an attacking force like this this season, in my opinion. Um yeah, I think Byron with the new manager bounce are, are going to send him back and Byron have two goals on two players with more than 10 goals this season. Oh, I don't know about that much attacking force. Do you know who likes to oh, score oh, against oh, City? Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Mr. Oh, they're just like City. They're juggernauts. They they have a lot of players that are good at attacking. You named yes. five players that said they have a brutal attack and then say no. they're not that good. The, you're you're making it out like City have played nothing but schmucks. We're the Arsenal. We beat I'm Arsenal not, 3-0 I'm not at saying, home. I'm not – but Arsenal aren't Bayern Munich. They're, they're just top of the Premier League. No, Pat, you know Mitch is right oh, there. Shut up. God. He's top of the Premier League. To say that City can't cope with that. You know, is, you know what Mitch is saying. I'm not – you know exactly what I'm saying. I'm not saying that they can't cope with them. I'm saying they haven't been tested like this. City in the Champions League is a much different story than City in the Premier League. And I think with what Bayern have, they have a very strong team, very strong defense, very good goalkeeper. I think they're, they have more ability to shut down somebody like Erling Holland than probably anybody other than Real Madrid. Plus, they have a manager who is going to, like, defensively... Park the bus. He's yeah. going to have 10 people in the box anytime you're getting close. Which I feel anytime like was Bayern's weakness in the past, like, half year. I feel like they were too open at times. They were too all-out attack. So, I think Tuchel can kind of... Maybe it's too quick for him to kind of enact his vision on this team. But uh, I think that'll help <laughs> him. And then Sadio Mane. <laughs> Chelsea pretty quick. Sadio Mane has a pretty good record against you. I'm not, I mean, I'm not saying he's going to score, but... I wouldn't bet against him. Mm. Um, I just, total side note: this has nothing to do with the tie anymore. I just can't believe that fucking Chupo Moting has ten goals for Bayern this year. He's yeah, balling. D, I don't know how he stayed as long as he has. <laughs> Their second top scorer. It's, it's fucked. I don't get it. <laughs> uh, you know what? It's gonna be a good tie, and uh, when City go through, well, I'll see you guys on that episode. <laughs> The next one in in the same side of the bracket, uh, Chelsea Real Madrid. Uh, these two obviously met last year in what was a thrilling game, but uh, I mean I think it's two different sides this year. 
we're being fair, I think Real Madrid are going to rip them to parts. Yeah, I think I think we're going to see the same Real Madrid Cinderella story marching all the way to the final. I think Madrid are definitely going to win this tie, but I am just going to plant a seed in in the world. Every time Chelsea have won the Champions League, they have played like dog shit in the league. They've been ass and then have just managed to win a Champions League. So I, I think I think Chelsea are going to lose this tie. I think Real Madrid are absolutely going through, but I wouldn't call it like a like a done and dusted like for sure tie. Like Chelsea have some weird ass juju in the Champions League, just like Real Madrid do. So it's going to be interesting. Pat's wheels would be spinning if Raheem Sterling won a Champions League before City did. <laughs> I don't want to talk about how I would feel. We'll uh, move over over to the underdog side. Um, Napoli, Milan. Are we all on the side of Napoli here? I feel like we're we've kind of talked Napoli up to a point this season where we can't go back. Yeah, I um, I think right now they might be my pick to win the whole thing. For value, I like that. I don't. I think know just if... in general, I think they're actually the best team in Europe right now. Really, over Madrid, they're unbelievable they're like 21 points clear in Serie A right now they've ripped every team apart that they have played in the Champions League uh, they beat you like 4-1 we beat them they beat you 4-1 they ripped you apart at least once well, they didn't they, rip they're part in the second time they're really really good and I, I, I just think there's something special about this Napoli team. So I definitely expect to see them in the final. Um, they're, they're balling out, man. They're balling out. Osimhen, 21 goals in the league. Caveradonna, Cavara, Shkelia, Caveradonna, Shkelia. You, you, you actually did you, did. you nailed it. 12 goals, 10 assists. He's got 22 GA in Serie A right now. He's, he's balling. I think they have the best press in Europe. I like Napoli a lot. I, I think – I think they're definitely going to be in the final. And as of right now, like I said, I think they're better than any other team left in the tournament. Milan kind of suck too. <laughs> they're terrible. Milan are ass. Milan do suck. And I, one other person, player, I fucking always mention, Zambo. He does so much for that yeah. midfield. He is so, so, so fucking good in that seven. I'd love a Real Madrid Napoli Champions League final. I think Napoli winning a big a big trophy would be like football heritage really coming to life. I'm a pretty decently. I think Napoli was always my favorite team in Serie A, so seeing them win something would be cool. It would be cool. And then the other game to uh, Inter Benfica. I think this feels in my in my mind this feels like a pretty. I think Benfica are going to kick the Benfica. shit out of them. And the Milan team suck. I mean, they, they got through. I mean, they interplayed such a decrepit Porto side and like barely, barely, barely crossed over the line. And, and then AC Milan. Anyway. Yeah. AC Milan did the same thing. They just like, you know, dragged themselves across the line against a pretty poor Tottenham too. So. Yeah. yeah both this... of them suck. I mean, Lukaku's kind of coming back into the fold at Inter. Uh, I don't. I just think Benfica have so much momentum, and like you, you mentioned, Gonzalo Ramos, he's just been playing out of his mind. And João Mario too, thirty-three goals and eight assists in the Portuguese league between João Mario and Gonzalo Ramos. Like they're 
fucking bawling over there. And then let's not forget about David Neres and Rafa Silva on the wings as well. They're a really, really good side. Grimaldo at left back is a player who's constantly linked with the top clubs in Europe. And then, and then my guy, El General, Nico Otamendi holding it down at the back for him. They're, they're good. I like this Benfica team too. I think if they both get through, that's going to be a very, very, very interesting semifinal between Napoli and Benfica, which is a, a matchup I really hope to see. I, uh, you mentioned him. This is such a small tidbit, but I, I love David Neres so much. Dude, dude. just gets <laughs> shamelessly high. <laughs> All the time, dude. I, I need to see the, the champions. Like, I need Benfica to make the final as well. Just to get the, the, the panning shot of all the players, like, with the anthem and, like, the scenery behind them and Nara's just high as shit. Can we get the Champions League except everyone is absolutely blitzed? <laughs> <laughs> dude's gonna, dude's um, playing in the, in the Champions League, like, in the late rounds and probably wishes he was still at Ajax. <laughs> probably thinks he's still at ix what do you mean wishes <laughs> no nah, he's fucking in outer space uh but that's that's the champions league uh you know let us know what you think uh most of you probably think city are losing so tell me that tell me tell me why i'm wrong and city are losing uh it'll be it's fun i'll yeah i think you're wrong so <laughs> the, the only other thing for the episode um we have a big one this weekend boys the prem's back the zoo's back the boys are getting together at 7 30 on saturday morning um and watching liverpool man city it's gonna be uh, an absolute barn burner man city liverpool we're hosting this time thank you very much oh yeah get the order right relax uh holland might be injured so yeah i saw that he did, I think I think I read this morning it was light training. He missed regular city training. Um, so Alvarez left. up top? It'll probably be out. No Foden either. Foden's out. With, he had surgery for appendicitis. Ooh. So it's going to be Grealish, Mahrez, Alvarez, front three, if Holland isn't healthy. Um, if Holland is healthy, it might be Grealish, Holland, Alvarez. Which, yeah, interesting. I like I'm, that a lot. I'm, real, I'm not as concerned with the uh, attacking uh, setup of City, I'm more concerned with the midfield and how how Liverpool are going to match up. Uh, do we got Hendo back? Yeah. Yeah, he played for England. So We also that's... have Lucho back. Lucho, uh, Luis Diaz was in pictures training in, today, along with Darwin Nunez, training. who was questionable. Yeah. So I... <laughs> If we if we have to put out another James Milner Diogo Jota midfield, I'm going to cry and just sit there and take it because we'll be in a public setting. But uh, you'll be fine. It's impossible for James Milner to get sent off playing against City, so he can do whatever he wants. He also had like the best game of his life in the the, the reverse fixture this year. Well, he started at, in defense, didn't he? He did. Is that the fixture he should have been off in 25 no, minutes, or was that last that year? That was last that year. Was last year. But I don't know. I just, I just want us to be healthy. I want us to have one year where we're not scraping the bottom of the barrel to get a team sheet together. Yeah. You broke. You you got over 90 points for like three years in a row. We had to work for that, Patrick. You're you're t- you're acting like you're some poverty side who's never been good. <laughs> I'm not saying we're a poverty side, but 
every time we we run up with City, it feels like we're we're struggling with injury. It, it always it you're, always you're feels like it. It always feels like it. I don't know. Yeah, two, two of our three best attackers are out this game, probably. But I'm, I'm not. We're not I'm not. Struggling. I'm not saying you. I'm not. I'm. Hey, I'm not saying anything about City. I'm just talking from my perspective. Uh, it like we have glass midfielders for fucking five years, and and it shows. I don't know, Pat. You, you Pat. You are right, but at the same time, Mitch is also right because your replacements <laughs> are. Riyad Mahrez and Julian Alvarez well our replacements are like Curtis Jones and fucking Milner <laughs> so pipe it okay uh, I'll concede that point <laughs> anyway well, let's, let's bring on fucking Gundogan and, and, and fucking I mean, God damn! The world dude, XI. Like, I, uh, <laughs> I actually, I'm pretty optimistic going into this one. It's been a roller coaster for us, obviously, all season. It has. Um, but we always get kind of worried before we play City, and usually it ends up being fine. Yeah, um, especially it'll be in fine. the league. I think, I think we'll actually maybe get a result. Um, I mean, going into the first game this season, we didn't think they were going to get anything. And they, I mean, it was a one nil. It was like Gomez played an insane game. Milner started and played insane. So, I, we're lying if we say we can predict how this is going to go. And I do think it's a big. Jao ja- Cancelo can't just uh, hand Salah a goal to win you guys the game though. That was a gone. really good goal too. I know <laughs> Cancelo wasn't a good defender, but that was a great goal. It was. It was. But Jao Cancelo could have done a lot better. Oh, for sure. On that solid goal. Uh, I, I, like, you're optimistic. I, too, am optimistic. I think City are in really good form right now. Uh, Alvarez and Holland both amongst the goals these past couple of games. Even without Holland, I'm confident with just Alvarez up top. Uh, your center backs have given me absolutely uh, zero, uh, you know, cause for concern ever since that game you beat us. You guys have just been so... Bad. strange and bad at the back just just inconsistent i think is the right word um and city are finding their feet at a really good time of the season so i think it's going to be a cracking game um i think city win 2-1 though uh, i'll go 2-2 draw could also happen i'm gonna go darwin's healthy yeah no i'm my heart saying my heart saying two two steal a point, but my brain saying two nil city. I'm, Fucking a, man. I just, I just, I just don't have the confidence. Go like it's been like, like you said, it's been a roller coaster. It's so inconsistent. I, I, I'm going to support. I'm going to put all of my red blood through me. But logically, when I look at our defensive backs, their attacking ability and our, our lack of midfield right now, I just I don't see how we do it. We'll see. Like Pat said, it should I, be a really, I it be be a really good game. We need three points somewhere because we play Arsenal next week. We need three points in one of them. No, we need three points in this one, and then you need three points next week. Stop. All right? <laughs> do me a I, fucking favor. I will say 13 days of rest is nice. Yeah, well, it could be a completely different team. You know what? Just you don't do know. me a fucking wait, favor. Wait, is Arthur Mello going to start? 
That is funny that he's still training. I don't know why he just doesn't go back to Italy and just chill. But um, yeah, that was episode thirty-one, boys. Quick, quick forty for the lads. Um, we'll be out again at the zoo, I think, Saturday Should morning. Be. Yeah, that's the plan. As long as the boys are feeling good, um, uh, Premier League's back. It's the run-in. Uh, we Ugh. have things going, I think, on all leagues, especially with Champions League. Uh, I think we're tuned in at all levels, ready to put out some content for the end of the year. You got anything for for the audience, guys? Thanks for tuning in. Fucking Reds. Like, comment, subscribe, share the thing. City till I die. Fuck Liverpool. Peace. <laughs> Yeah. <sighs>